everybody. We're finally back in studio. Seriously, I can't. It feels like it's been weeks. It probably has. For me, it has. Yeah, for me, it has Familiarizing myself with my surroundings again here. My goodness. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig. We let PD have the day off today. He works hard. Danielle's behind the Mac. We have Pete Blackburn joining us here in just a moment, but... Craig, off the top, I know you want to give a shout out and an acknowledgement to some of our diehards. Well, I, you should you should give the shout out to this one since you, yes. you pointed so it out. Craig so. and I haven't been in the office for almost two full weeks. We got so. my water bottle back. <laughs> so, oh my God, I like forgot about weeks. that. So we were really thrilled when we walked in and saw an amazing uh, Valentine's Day delivery from CWP and Chris. So thank you so much. Um, all personalized with... Yeah, we want to pull Popcorn, M and M's, donut sleeves, all of the snacks here from Circle K. By the way, you just uh, made the Platinum Club. Yes, you just made the Platinum Club, but somebody made a club even higher. Yeah, you know him as Major Nelson. We we know or slash Roaring Fork, depending on which platform. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, like <laughs> we got to keep up with all this stuff. But Ryan and Kate, right? So yeah, coffee. He's been uh, pushing this coffee for a while, and he brought it to me at the mullet yesterday. So I had to look up a precious metal that was more valuable than platinum. And I found palladium or palladium. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. So congratulations on being the inaugural members of the platinum club for PHNX. <laughs> and I'm going to be trying this coffee tonight. So thanks. Thanks to all the diehards. Yes, really we, appreciate you We y'all. appreciate you all so much. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, Craig and I are finally over our illness, but yeah. somehow, you know, the, the love has to go around. So <laughs> Pete Blackburn joins us for our weekly Chaos Theory segment, and it's his it's his flu game. So, Pete, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining. Even under the weather, we appreciate you. Yeah, much appreciated. Thanks for passing it along. I'm happy <laughs> to be the, the new recipient of, uh, of the illness going around all city. Yeah, it's really cool. The hospital to set you up in the waiting room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Well, Pete, it's no wonder you got sick because you went from Toronto to Vegas to Chicago to New Jersey back to Boston. What a run that you guys were on for what chaos was the last month been like? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I I kept saying I keep saying I couldn't wait to get home. I was dying to get home, and now I got home and I'm dying. So <laughs> it's been it's been a hell of a three weeks. It seems like even Toronto now when we we cross paths seems like forever ago. So it it's really been does. it's been one hell of a ride. Yeah, it really does. But this past weekend, you were actually at the stadium series. Uh, so we need to hear your first hand account of what that whole experience was like. We've never been to, or I've never been to an outdoor game because Arizona is one of like four teams never to be in one. But what was that like? It's always fun. Like it's always for the fans. And this one was no different. Uh, just like a huge spectacle. The vibe was great. Um, but I will say I still believe that last year's uh, last year's stadium series in North Carolina was the best outdoor game that I've been to so far, which is wild because that game, I felt like I was super low on the stadium series. I was like, all right, let's let's do something different, whether it's like the scenic series, whatever. The stadium series, I felt lost a lot of juice, but the past two years, I feel like it's been re-injected and I'm super high on the stadium series. I think it's very fun, very different. And um, like the, the scene and sort of the, the spectacle of it at MetLife was there wasn't like too much extracurriculars, I would say, but the, but kind of like the scope of it all with four teams and, you know, the giant stadium was, was special. Yeah, I saw in there they had it was like, what was it, a park scene of people just like walking around in a park on ice level? That was so strange. They like NPCs, basically uh, non-playable characters, (laughs) actors just pretending to be real people. Did you see it was so weird that that was happening. And I don't know, like the the one in North Carolina, I love so much because they mix the they mix the NHL with college football. And they had like the bands, they had the tailgating in the parking lot, they had um, like the cheerleaders from NC State, they had like the walkover from the uh, from like the football locker room or whatever it was. That was all very cool. I don't think it had the same kind of like uniqueness and specialty to it, tying that to Jersey and MetLife as uh, as as it did last year. But 
I mean, just seeing like, I guess the park scene, the Jonas Brothers there, the tailgating in the parking lot of MetLife. That was very cool. I will say MetLife is one of the ugliest buildings I have ever seen in sports. It is insanely hideous. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. But I'm also going to suggest that maybe you picked up your illness while you were in the swamps of New Jersey. Just, just going to throw it out there. Okay? That is very, very possible. Um, I, I said to my buddy who I went to the game with, I was like, my body just decided that going to New Jersey was was a, a one final straw for for my body, and, and it just rejected everything. Yeah, like New Jersey, that's where you draw the line. Oh my gosh! Uh, well, I'm curious. You know, you mentioned how Raleigh kind of exceeded your expectations. If you could, if you know, if it was putting your hands to do a stadium series at any location in North America with any two teams, what would what would you draw up as the perfect stadium series? It feels like a cop out at this point because it's coming down the line. But like the the horseshoe, or like the big house doing a stadium series. I know the big house got uh, the winter classic. But like I said, I thought it was really really awesome to mix college football and sort of that atmosphere with the NHL. So the fact that they're doing it next year with Ohio State and Michigan with the Blue Jackets and the Red Wings, I think that's going to be special and regardless of what you want to say about the blue jackets where they are as a team may not be the best product on the ice but i bet that is going to be one hell of a time and uh, a real sight to behold all right think global for a minute here if you could expand this outside the u.s where would you go um like wembley is huge uh that's a massive massive one i don't know if it would be too big where like you couldn't even see anything going on based on how big it is but wembley would be super cool and i think i think just going to europe if they did like a if they did like an amsterdam outdoor game that would be amazing (laughs) just anything anything i guess like in in europe would be would be super cool all right, yeah, I, I'm like in Amsterdam a lot. Yeah, Amsterdam or Prague, I think I could oh, get behind Prague either be one unreal. of those cities. Okay, what kind of? I don't think any, of, don't of, think any of the media would survive that trip. No, <laughs> what kind of NPCs would they have on the field in Amsterdam? <laughs> it wouldn't be NPCs. It would just be people who are so so high that they look like NPCs. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Oh my man. Uh, well, one of the things that we've seen with all these outdoor games that's kind of started to be a new tradition is teams walking in with unique unique costumes unless you're the New Jersey Devils <laughs> right. um, and Lou Amarillo or not the Devils excuse me the no, Islanders, the Islanders yeah. um, and Lou Amarillo is boring but we've seen it we've seen some good ones over the the years and obviously the Coyotes are one of those teams that have yet to play an outdoor game hopefully we'll get there it's obviously the least of our concerns right now but I wanted to ask you guys if the Coyotes let's just say they were hosting it or playing in one what would you like to see a Coyotes walk-in themed outfit be go ahead Pete well, it feels tough because uh, the Coyotes do themed nights when they have the draft. They all wear the same suits. So, I mean, they've got some practice there. But um, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe dressing as, like, like Wolfman kind of, like, costumes would be funny. Just, like, those, like, those fuzzy hats would be kind of cool. I don't know. I was thinking, like, cowboy, like, Wild West kind of theme. Go that. Danielle, you got any thoughts? You do. I can see it. Oh yeah, I was saying they should. They, I was thinking they should dress up in in, in all Mexican gear. See, yeah, I knew I was that was coming. Too. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of where I was going. Yeah. So what, what would that look like? I don't know. I was thinking more like like Mexican Revolution stuff. Like they, they ride in on horses and they have the big sombreros and and the sarapes and everything. Man, I would be so down on that. That's that's awesome. Oh man, I also I feel, like, like, I feel like some people would complain about that. Yeah, like I could see that cultural appropriation, or they'd be like, "You can't ride in on the horses. That's way too dangerous. You're yeah. risking injury." <laughs> people never complain about the coyotes. I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. So. <laughs> My other one would be if it was hosted at Sun Devil Stadium to wear like ASU hockey jerseys or something like something an homage to Sun Devil Stadium is where it has to be yeah. if it's yeah. if it's here. It's the so, only, so, it's literally the only some iconic ASU tie-in. I think could be cool. Yeah. Too. But or you could uh, do a, a stadium series in Mexico City. See, like I, that would be something that would be awesome. For a while, the the Coyotes were talking about trying to get a game in Mexico, and I think it's a great idea. And there, you could play the Kings, you could play the Stars. There are a few teams with significant, you know, Hispanic populations that I think that 
and they're also like border states or cities where you could do that. I know Javier Gutierrez really wanted to do that. That's kind of died down a bit recently for <laughs> obvious why. reasons. Maybe maybe get your own arena first before <laughs> worrying about that. So yeah, but anyway, we'll move off the stadium series. I know you want to talk about the wild card. Yeah, race. I want to talk about the wild card races because when you look at the standings right now, first of all, there's some there, there's some good races shaping up. The Coyotes unfortunately <laughs> fell off that pace, but. Both in the East and the West, there's some really good races shaping up right now. And when you look down the standings, it's going 12 deep with teams above that 500 points percentage, at least. I don't know how you feel about NHL 500, but there are 12 teams in each conference above the points percentage. Would you be in favor of going back to the play-in round that we had during the bubble season or doing what the NBA does with maybe a few less teams? Do you, do you like that idea in any way, shape or form? I don't know. I, I think that the the regular season is is long enough, and I think it, it's um, you know the final few weeks of the season, seeing kind of who gets in and who gets out, is uh, a special time. And I don't think that I don't think that you can. I wouldn't be in favor of anything less than a seven game series, and I don't think you need anything any more seven game series, like That's the best sure. of five series or the that we got in the bubble, you know. I think that that was extenuating circumstances and you kind of had to find something to, to help there and uh, and solidify that playoff picture. But playing an 82-game season and then deciding it with a best of, best of five just seems too small to me. Um, and, like, I hate that in baseball just because it's even longer of a season. To come down to, like, you lose two games in a row to start off a series – and then all of a sudden your back's up against the wall after that many games. I, I, I just don't like it. I, I just want to say I'd rather see seven game series all the way through. So you don't like the NBA format at all? Uh, I don't really. Well, the NBA format is is a little bit different to me because I, I do think that in the NBA, if you have a best of five series, you're still probably getting... The NBA is less of a game of bounces and luck than hockey yeah, is. And that's hockey, true. for sure, is has a lot to do with luck. Yeah, that's fair. It's funny. NBA less a game of bounces, and it's just like the ball is bouncing. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I, I mean, mean, that was a really stupid thing to get true, stuck though. on. Like, when you think about the impact that one or two players can have in the NBA, it, 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 it's so much lessened in NHL. You're rolling four lines, two to three defensive pairs. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's harder for one guy to impact a game the way they do in the NBA. So that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Craig, I know you had one more topic to broach with Pete yeah, before we you don't let want to talk about this. I have nothing I, I don't to want add to spoil this, this for you, but I know Pete was watching it. I even asked him about spoiler it. Spoiler alert, everyone. Yeah, spoiler alert. We're going to talk True Detective season four. <laughs> and and I know, I assume you watched the finale by now? I did, yeah. And? Okay, your thoughts on this season. All right. So are we, we're, I, can, I can talk about it without spoiling it. You can anything. talk freely. And if people haven't tuned out by now, that's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will try to go spoiler free. Um I I thought it had its moments, but overall I, I think it's gonna have a it's gonna leave a bad taste in my mouth. I wasn't the biggest fan of this season, and my biggest gripe is that the detective work, which is supposed to be like the crux of true detective, there was very little detective work done during this season. And the, the way that the series came to a conclusion or this, this season came to a conclusion feels like it, it could have – this whole thing could have been solved if there was any bit of detective work done during the course of the season. And it makes, in retrospect, like two or three episodes seem like they shouldn't have happened. That's fair, actually. And and we were my, – actually, my wife and I were talking about that very thing because there, there were certain points where we were like, wait. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you? I don't want to give things away, but when you see what what was behind all of this, you're like, wait a minute, seriously, there weren't fingerprints. I don't want to say it too much, but there weren't finger, fingerprints on the clothes that were folded, things like that. Um, I want to ask you about one other side of this, though, the whole mystical side of this. Did, did they explore that enough? Should they have left it uncertain, or should they have given us a little bit more of a reveal? I, I really do think that I have more questions after the finale than I did heading into the finale. And the mystical <laughs> part of it is definitely is definitely a part of it that, like, if you're going to make that such a big part of a few episodes, mm -hmm. please explain it to me. Yeah, I don't need I don't need to be spoon fed every single thing that comes up over the course of a season. 
but you've got six episodes this season. You spent a lot of time on the on like the undead, and then you never really went back to it. Yeah. And for me, why? Like, it just feels like my time was wasted. That was my biggest gripe coming away from it. Like, I wanted more of a reveal. Again, I didn't need. You don't need to spell it out for me. You don't need to hammer me over the head with it, but but give me something. I, I need to understand right. this a little better, and I didn't get it. And by the way, six episodes, yeah, okay. Make two more episodes, maybe. Can, can we talk about that, by the way, in the, the, the trend in series? Oh, let's make six, ep- six episodes. Is this a money thing? Is this just a lazy thing? Does nobody want to work anymore <laughs> in show business? Six episodes is a series? Seriously? I, I was shocked to find out that it was going to be six episodes. One, Especially, I found that out probably after episode two or three. And I was like, wait, if we're, if we're like a quarter or halfway through this season, we should, be, we should be way further down the road than they were after two or three episodes. So I was stunned. I'm, I'm fine with six episodes if that's what you're going to do. But those six episodes better hit very hard. And I, I don't think that they had enough of a, of a high batting average this season where I came away from those six episodes being like, yep, you did the best work you could. Yep. Okay. Craig still yelling, enjoyed does, it. Anyone, does no one want to work anymore? <laughs> right. yeah. I still, right. I, I did, I enjoyed a lot of this season. So did like, I. That, and I want to make that point too. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, go ahead. I really enjoyed like the scenario, the, the setting. I really enjoyed like how creepy and scary it was at different points. I like kind of like that shift for True Detective. It, it did something new to the series, but I don't think it did it well. Yeah. Uh, and I loved all the sort of, I'm, I'm a big reference guy. There were the references to like the thing, silence of the lambs. I can keep going on that list. And, and I love that shit. Maybe other people don't care about that. <laughs> Last thing I'm going to ask you before we let you go back to your hospital room, <laughs> rank the true detective seasons from one to four. Uh, season one by far. Uh, I really liked season one. Obviously it was one of the best seasons of TV probably I've ever seen. Um, Season three, I, I did really like for for a good portion. I feel like the ending maybe fell somewhat flat, but uh, throughout season three, I was really, really intrigued. Season four is probably third by default because season two is one of the worst seasons of television <laughs> yes, that I can remember. It was <laughs> terrible. It was terrible. So, oh, man. That's my definitive ranking for sure. It's pretty a pretty easy ranking for me. Okay. Well, are you the same? I'm, are you in the I'm, same place, Craig? Yeah, I am actually. So I'm okay. sold on season I, I, you know, one. Three so. and four are sort of neck and neck for me. I, I liked parts of this season, like you said, the setting. I, I I liked all of that. I just wish they had developed it more at the end by you know making two more episodes. But three and four were sort of on par for me. Two was just god awful TV and so disappointing coming out of season one. Mm. All right. I feel well, the same way kind of about Fargo as I do with True Detective, where like season one of Fargo was one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. And I feel like the rest of the seasons have been trying to kind of catch up to that. Although season two of Fargo was really good as well. OK, well, now now this is like a weekend binge segment there almost we go. Um, slash G rated. So before we let you go, Pete, uh, what do you guys have coming up on What Chaos? Uh, We have big, big plans for the trade deadline, and we're very excited about that. So a lot of our stuff is is prepping for that. It's going to be a whole big production. I think we're going to do a trade deadline stream, and it's going to be unhinged and chaotic, just like you would expect from us. But uh, guests are coming, and um, we're just kind of hunkering down for the final stretch run of the season. Awesome. Well, don't expect to get Bill Armstrong on the show after throwing shade at their suit game. So. <laughs> I didn't listen. I didn't say that I didn't like the suits. I just said they like to play dress up for the draft when nobody else does. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, Pete, feel better and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thank Pete. you very much. All right. Well, thanks again to Pete Blackburn from What Chaos. Be sure to check them out Monday through Thursday. 10-ish Arizona time every day, putting a fun spin on NHL coverage. So check them out. And also, of course, our former producer, Sean DePaz, over there as well. Um, But, you know, Craig Craig yelling about nobody wanting to work these days is just funny. But, you know, Craig Craig likes things that are established and have been around for a while, just like Like my vault. Desert Federal. Desert, yeah, Desert, Desert Financial, Financial Credit, Credit Union. Union. Because Desert Financial Credit Union has been around for more than 84 years. It's Arizona's largest and most trusted local credit union. 
My vault hasn't been around quite that long. Oh, okay. okay. Um, they handle checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. And right now, when you open a free checking account online, you get $200 in bonuses. So get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. And once you do that, why not get some more money by trying to win the Arizona lottery. And there's a lot of different ways you can win, especially with this new Arizona adventure campaign. First of all, you can play the Arizona adventure lottery featuring three iconic landscapes. You can also check in at geolocated adventures at 10 destinations across the state from Flagstaff to Yuma. We are going to be checking in this Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're doing a meetup at Papago Park in Tempe. We're going to do it's a very it's not a hike. It's a walk um, to, yeah, to it's, it's a walk to hole in the rock at Papago Park 2 p.m. this Sunday, February 25th, um, presented by AZ Lottery. So we hope to see everybody out there. We can all check in together, help us enter to win um, that, which would be great. And then just enjoy the outdoor weather. I saw the high on Sunday is 82 degrees. Yeah. It's going to be perfect. Um, so join us then. And then lastly, you can enter tickets online for a chance to win a million dollars in cash and Arizona prizes. The Arizona lottery is not just about playing games and winning prizes. It's also about giving back to the state and its communities. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure for a chance to win a million dollars in cash and Arizona travel prizes. All right, Craig. Let's talk about some of the big storylines from around the NHL before we wrap up the show, previewing tomorrow night's Coyotes Leafs matchup. And uh, Pete mentioned it, but we're just a few weeks away here from the trade deadline. I can't believe how fast. Did we used to have theme music for around the NHL? Didn't we have like a carousel or something? I think we did. Yeah, Yeah, we'll have to bring that back. We'll have to bring that back. We will. But um, first of all, everyone, every Coyotes fan's favorite player in the National (laughs) Hockey League. Trevor Zegras. <laughs> yeah. is, is he on the trade block? Sounds like it, huh? I, I mean, you're hearing a lot of rumors about it. And it, I don't really want to talk about where Trevor Zegras might end up skilling it up. But, <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, I'm just amazed when you when you think back to where he was a very short time ago. It was like one of these guys that the, the NHL was pushing as one of the future faces of the league, the All-Star game. This, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Wow. And he's he's struggling. He's just having a terrible season. Yeah. After two really really promising sixty plus seasons, it's crazy how far his fall, his stock has fallen. I know it. it it's insane. I mean, like the NHL really wanted him to be the yes, face, yes. like so badly. And honestly, more the than anybody else, apparently, the potential was there. Like he's a he's a skilled player. We've seen it from him. I don't know what's happened this season. I know Coyotes fans can't stand him. Uh, I know somebody proposed a. Schmaltz Zegris swap to you on Twitter. That one made me laugh out loud. Um, But really interesting to see how that trajectory took a turn. And I'm curious to see if he'll be on the move this trade deadline. You know, you wonder if the player has heard some of the whispers about his selfishness that that they're they're pretty public. I, I wonder if it's impacted him in a way. And maybe, you know, maybe in the long run, it'll be good for Trevor Zegris to have a, a dose of humility and come around again because the the talent's there yeah the talent is absolutely there so we'll says says thoughts of zegris as a coyote <laughs> i don't think coyotes fans would be very welcoming I, I don't i don't see that happening i don't see it either i yeah. don't think it would make sense yeah for where both teams are in their rebuilding process right um all right moving along you know the stadium series was the big nhl story this weekend but there was another one this past sunday Pittsburgh Penguins retired Yermir Yager's number, and I thought they did a really great job uh, oh, with how God, they handled fantastic. the whole weekend. The whole team coming onto the ice for warm-ups, wearing mullets. Seeing Sidney Crosby yes. in a mullet yeah. wig was just like so funny, but you really get to look at you know the icons on that team, Lemieux, um, Yager, Crosby, Malkin, Latang. It's just yep. unbelievable the the notable people in that franchise. Um, but I really think that they did a phenomenal job with honoring Yager this weekend. I just, I, I wonder if people, I think people in Pittsburgh certainly and people of that era realize how good Yager was. I wonder if people even know that he's second all time in points in the NHL, right? First of all, let's start there. Okay. I don't know if I did off yeah. the top of right my head. Right behind Wayne Gretzky yeah. is Yarmir Yager. Crazy. Okay. So I, I got a, Unfortunately, I had to watch him up close and personal against the Blackhawks in the cup final way back when, when I thought the, the Blackhawks were finally in an era where they were going to break the cup, inks, the, the cup jinx. They, they did, but it took another almost two decades for them to do it. 
I remember a goal where he literally walked through the entire team. All five skaters on the ice, he put moves on to get to the front of the net and score wow. in the Stanley Cup final. It was just jaw-dropping. His his skill level was just unbelievable. And, of course, the longevity, too. I, there was a time where I remember interviewing him later in his career when Chris Wojcik was uh, – the PR guy for the Florida Panthers, and you know, he called me his Colombian friend because he thought I looked Colombian for some reason. But that was him too. He had a great sense of humor. He was hilarious. But he talked to you like matter of factly, like, yeah, I want to play till fifty. He didn't do it in the NHL, but he's you know, he's it. still doing it. So crazy. This is a very, very special player in the history of the NHL, and the Penguins really, really did it right for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just crazy. I can't believe how nineteen hundred twenty-one points all time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah, Crazy, so, right? Some records are insane. One of those, of course, is Wayne Gretzky's goal record. We've talked a lot about Alex Ovechkin knocking on that doorstep. That one's kind of slowed down a little bit this season. And a new young challenger has emerged in this one. And he's from Scottsdale, Arizona. And his <laughs> name is Austin Matthews, who is on the most ridiculous run <laughs> this season. Uh, is it five hat tricks or six? Five. It's five hat tricks. I thought it was it, six. Is it six that he's got? I think he might have six. It's okay. at least five hat tricks. He's on a 70 goal pace. Austin Matthews is having a ridiculous season. Of course, he's in town right now to face the Arizona Coyotes tomorrow night. But wow, what a run. It is six. For this guy. Yeah, six, six. hat tricks. Six hatties in a season. That's 18 a, goals. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. And he's on a 70 goal pace right now, which you want to see him do it at this point. Yeah. You want to see him do it. Austin Matthews is the best goal scorer of our generation, of, of this generation yeah. of players. Not my generation, obviously. No, but. this current one. <sighs> Wouldn't it be nice to see him home? Other than Wednesday when he's going to be at the mullet. <laughs> Come I home, just, Austin. Yeah, I know. Come Listen, <laughs> it, I, I wonder, I, I <laughs> often wonder, had things been different with the arena, what might have happened after that contract expired? I wonder. I, I don't think it is far-fetched, as far-fetched as some people in Toronto think it was. Some people north of the border think it was. I, I think there was some possibility there, but they didn't get their ducks in a row here in Arizona, so there was no chance that he was going to come home. And now he's playing for a team, and you know I just talked to Shane Doan and Brad Trilliving for a story that I'm writing on them that'll appear tomorrow on gophnx.com, but they talk a lot about him. And the, this whole situation in Toronto, listen, I'm, I'm born and raised in Chicago. It's in your blood to root against the other original six. They're, they're mm -hmm. the rivals. Can't root for the Leafs. I still think it's so good for the league when Toronto is good. And given how long it's been, 1967, by the way, <laughs> it would be so great to see the, them win the cup. Like with, with, with Tree as the GM, with Shane Doan there, with, yeah. with Austin so Matthews there. Ties. Yeah, with, with, with former Yotes there too, like Max Domi, with Matty Nyes there who, you know. We'll talk about in a yeah, minute. Yeah, we'll talk about in just a minute here. <laughs> so many Arizona connections. I got to admit, like if, if the Leafs get into the conference final, I'm on board. I'm, I'm going to be rooting for him to win the cup. I want to see it happen. It would be so cool to see Toronto. Can you imagine a, a Stanley Cup parade in Toronto? Can you imagine oh after God. all this time? Like, I, I want to see, like, the grainy footage of 1967, the last time well, it happened. Well, it's crazy because they just honored the 1967 team at the All-Star Weekend, and I think there's only six of them mm. still alive. Like... It's just insane. Um, and, you know, my aunt is the biggest Toronto Maple Leafs fan there is. And she was nine years old when they won the Stanley Cup. And, like, she has a whole wall in her house, that, like, with Toronto Maple Leafs photos and sticks. And she has Christmas ornaments on her tree, Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I know you always joke that I'm a Leafs fan and I always counter that I'm not. But I'm in the same boat where, like, if, you know, if the Coyotes are out of it and, you know, we all know that I'm also a Penguins fan. If they're out of it and it's the Leafs, like I'm all in also mm. on the Leafs. I think it's great. And I think that the, the fact that there are so many Arizona ties, like you mentioned, True Living, Shane Doan, Austin Matthews, Maddie Nyes, like it's just, it yeah, would be if, so If it's ever going to happen, let's, let's have it happen now. Exactly. So yeah. I don't know. I know if PD were here, he'd be saying they're not winning. Oh, yeah. they're goaltending. Oh, they're defense. And you know what? He has some points. I don't know. You know, right now they're in third in the Atlantic you know, solidly in that third spot right now. They're eight and two in their last ten. They've been they've been on a good roll here. Mm -hmm. And Austin Matthews has been a huge part of that. But what we don't know is with those additions they made, like uh, I think some people are looking and saying, Yeah, did Brad make the right additions? And this roster building was 
built as much for the playoffs as it was for the regular season. We'll see. You know, I, until until you see them in the postseason for the first time, we just won't know. I'm, yeah. I'm curious about it. Absolutely. Well, we'll get to see it firsthand tomorrow night and we'll have a lot to talk about it with after that game as well. Um, But we mentioned Matty Nyes. So let's talk about him. You know, there's two guys from Arizona on the Leafs. Matthews obviously is the the number one guy, but Matty Nyes. That's a great story. He's actually been on our show before with Mm -hmm. Josh Doan. um, And he is like as local as it gets born and raised here. He and Josh Doan grew up playing hockey together here. He spends his summers here. He's from here and he made a comment to the toronto media this week um and we'll talk about it so danielle let's roll the clip how many friends and family are you anticipating for that one about uh 50 or 60 which is uh probably a section at that arena so um yeah it's an exciting time and i'm just happy that you know i can have friends and family there to watch and um yeah i'm just super pumped for it you would talk to him Right. Yes. You talked to him the first so, time he was back. Right? Yes. So yeah. Minnesota, Logan Cooley, Maddie Nines and Minnesota were in town November of 2022. Yeah. And it was his first time playing in Mullet Arena. And we asked him after the game, like, what was that experience like? And he had nothing but good things to say. He said, I think it's amazing to see the growth of hockey here for Arizona State to have a building like that that can be filled with fans. Um, and, and he talked about at that game having tons of family and friends in attendance and what that meant to him and how special it was for him to play in front of friends and family at an arena mm-hmm. in Arizona. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously that's college and I understand that it's totally different. But I think that what's happened because of the Coyote situation there is that Mullet Arena becomes synonymous with this negative thing. Yeah. When what Mullet Arena is for Arizona State is something incredible and i think that we probably don't even do a good enough job even of acknowledging that mullet arena for hockey in arizona and for arizona state is a good thing and it's, it's just one of the best college drinks in the yes. in, in the country and it just question. becomes so synonymous with oh a joke because the coyotes are right. playing there and it's not you know quote up to nhl standards which technically it is or they wouldn't be playing there but i i understand <laughs> yeah. the sentiment I get he was making a joke and he, you know, he laughed after and you can hear it in his tone. It was it was a joke, but I don't know. Choose your words carefully because, yes. listen, he's, he's playing to the crowd, right? He's, he's talking to a bunch of Toronto reporters. So, yeah, you're, you're playing to the crowd. Maybe he was playing to the crowd when he talked to you as well. Just remember, you're on camera and these things can get out. And this one did get out. And trust me when I tell you it, it. It caught the attention of a few folks over at ASU, um, and I'm I'm not gonna say anything more on that. But I am gonna say that Matty Nye's uh, he works out at Mullet in the off season. You know what? He, he spends a lot of time there. He's got a stall there. They feed him. They do his laundry. He gets a lot of benefits from working out at Mullet in the summer. So might want to get in damage control a little bit though, because I don't think that one sat well with the folks over at ASU. And if you if you don't smooth that wrinkle over a little bit you might just be working out at la fitness this summer instead of at mullet arena yikes so there you have it maddie nice we will uh we'll let you correct that on your own um yeah. all right well before we wrap up some nhl talk and move on to preview this game a little bit more let's check in on the awards as we go through we've kind of given our predictions our thoughts mm-hmm. at this point um craig you mentioned it on sunday when the coyotes played the abs that right now your heart trophy winner who you and you actually vote for a lot of these awards i do nathan mckinnon yeah is he's the guy he's my guy i know a lot of people are leaning Nikita kucherov right if now i was a voter i think i would lean that way as well nathan mckinnon yeah, yeah. and he actually i think has the best odds right now Man, he impacts the game in so many ways. Again, we talked about this on the show, but the physical side of his game, the the way he can take over that side of the game, not just with the skill and with the speed, but he can bull his way to the net or to areas where he wants to go. He's having a remarkable season, and they're going to need it because we've talked about the Colorado Avalanche's flaws, most notably in net. He's going to need to carry them this season if they're going to win the Cup. He's my MVP candidate. So I think we're both on the same page about McKinnon for Hart. Who are you thinking for Norris right now? You go first on this one. 
Uh, for me, I think it's Quinn Hughes. I think I mentioned him earlier in the year, but I mean, he leads and I know we've had this debate every year we've done this. Should it be about points as a defenseman? It's mostly with Petey, though. Yeah. Quinn Hughes leads all defensive defensemen with 68 points, eight more than the next guy, which is Kale McCarr. Um, I just think what Quinn Hughes has done this season on the Vancouver Canucks. And if you're looking at it as like almost as an MVP-esque award of defensemen, like that's what he is on the Vancouver Canucks. So all that being said, Quinn Hughes is the guy for me right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. The, the guy you mentioned is the only guy that I think is a competition for him. If Kale McCarr finishes really strong, he could take it away from Quinn Hughes. But when you look at what the Canucks have done to the big rise, and he's been he's been the guy on this team. He's so important to that offense, igniting that offense and that power play. Quinn Hughes is having a an absurd season. All right, this one's a little tougher. The Vesna. Um, what are you thinking on Vesna? There's a few. I mean, there's a few there guys are. up there. Um, so the the leaders in the clubhouse in stats, and I know these are Craig's least favorite stats, but <laughs> um, Aiden Hill, Connor Hellybuck, Jonathan Quick. I mean, what a freaking year he's having. Joey Decor, Jeremy Swayman. Those are kind of those names. Thatcher Demko. Those are those names kind of in the top echelon of the goalie conversation right now. But yeah. when it comes down to the Vesna Award, do you vote on that as well? <laughs> No. Okay. Who votes for the best? Uh, I think it's the GMs actually oh, that okay. vote, go, vote for that. But yeah, this one's not as clear cut to me. Yeah. this. It, it, I'm curious how you feel about this one. And let us one. know in the chat, by the way, who you like for all of these awards. I'm curious how you feel about this one because it, I think this matters to an extent, but we just talked about this with Pete, how a one player in the NBA can impact the game so much more than one player. And and clearly goalies have a huge impact on the game because they're, they're the only guy that's on the ice the entire time. But... I'm not sure if it's fair to say, oh, you got to be in the playoffs for me to vote you for Vezina. And, and I'm, I'm talking specifically about Jacob Markstrom, who's on a ridiculous tear right now. Could be traded. Maybe I he'll think, end up on a... I think he might get traded. Maybe he'll on, end up on a playoff team or a cup contender anyway. Yeah. Maybe it won't matter. But he's in the mix. Connor Hellebuck's in the mix. And Thatcher Demko's in the, in the mix for me, too. I don't know. I don't know who I'd pick among those guys right now. I'm I glad don't I don't have either. to vote on this award. I don't know either. Um, again, let us know in the chat what you think. I think, yeah, like I'm curious what the odds say. I should look that up. But uh, Hayward said Ingram for Vesna. <laughs> Maybe one day. I don't think this year is the year for sure. He is tied for second in shutouts in the league, but that's about it right now. Um, yeah, I like Hellybug. I like Swayman, Demko. That's maybe if I had to pick a final a top three that's what I'd pick but mm. it's hard to argue too I know Aiden Hill's been injured a lot this season I mean he just leads a lot of stats as well so that one's tough we'll have to revisit that one as the season comes Paul said Demko or Hellyabuck so yeah I mean either of those I think would be yeah not bad choices. choice and I think their coaches are also who I would consider in the mix for the Jack Adams if we're going to talk about that Award for me, Rick Tockett Rick is Tockett's up there. Who I'm voting for. Um, Rick Bonus, I also think yeah. should be part of that conversation. So it, it's funny that the the teams with really good goalies, and we talked about Quinn Hughes too, and he's part of that Vancouver Canucks team. Mm -hmm. But what Rick Tockett's been able to do um, in Vancouver, taking a team that a lot of us said even before the season that they were potentially even a bubble playoff team, if not, yeah, out of the playoffs, and here they are leading the entire league in points. Yep. So, well said, so is it talk it for you? It's talk it for me. I, the the Jets have fallen off a little bit. Rick Bonus was right there with him. It, I mean, if they finish strong, he could jump right back and maybe be a candidate. Like you know, and he missed the... some time too. I don't know that that matters at this yeah. point that he was out a month. But Winnipeg's a good story. I just we've talked about this before, but Canada has a really good chance this year. They get four teams. They got four teams that might have Crazy. a shot. Different styles, obviously, but there are four teams that are among the. I think top 11 in the standings right now. It's been a long time. It's been a long time for Canada. Really has. Uh, there's a lot of Canadians in town right now to well, at the Edmonton Oilers game yesterday, Oof, the Leafs nuts. game. I'm sure there'll be a lot of Leafs fans. Lots of Canadians in town, a lot of snowbirds, a lot of people visiting this time of year. Why? The weather is so nice. And what should they do if they're looking for some stuff to do on this week trip that they're here? Check out Gila River Resorts and Casinos. If you're looking for a good time, Swing by. By the way, this Thursday is the Coyotes event at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, the Celebrity Waiters Gala. Um, that's going to be at Wild Horse Pass. Someday so. we're going to do that, Leah. 
we're going to do that. We have to do that. We have to. We have. Yeah. We will. Um, but that's going to be at Haley River Resorts and Casinos at Wild Horse Pass as well. So if you've never been, check it out. Not only do they have the casinos, they have restaurants as well. They have the BetMGM Sportsbook in there. So check it out. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details and a conversation that we had for like the whole 10 minutes before the show went live. And this is a true story. We were talking about some burrows, me, Craig and Danielle. And Craig was I saw Craig on the some burrows website on the menu. Danielle for the Gilbert was location. literally giving advice mm-hmm. on what to order. Red Danielle, chili mini chimneys. You guys, I think, might both have some burrows for dinner. Tonight. Oh, I'm definitely having it now. I'm <laughs> also 100 percent going to some burrows. Yeah. After I'm, the show. Yeah, I'm having it tonight. It's Taco Tuesday. So, I mean, I mean, what better day to go to some burrows? Yep. So, Danielle, give us the the must order. Yeah, yeah, by the way, you, you mentioned the mini chimney and you said red chili so i'm already on board there like build build a menu for my family <laughs> Ooh, family, okay so if i had to if, if i had three three oh yeah okay. yeah if i had to create a d- diverse menu um mini chimneys for sure okay um pollo fundido also mm. as well the borracho burrow it's phenomenal um, and I would be remiss if I didn't uh, if I didn't mention my dad's favorite abondigas, which is a meatball soup. Yep, um, I saw it on the menu. One of the only that. places that I know of that you can actually get it. It's a seasonal thing, so it's not going to be around much longer. But uh, one of the only places you can get it. It's a, it's a Cortez family favorite, so okay. I would Beautiful. suggest that as well. That's my dinner okay. tonight. There you go. Wow. Um, now I'm hungry. But also, there's a Sombrero's location near you. I promise, because Craig looked it up. There's one right by his house. I looked it up. There was one right by my house. So let Sombrero's cater your next meal, big or small. Order online or find one near you by visiting sombrero's.com. All right, let's talk Coyotes game. Woohoo! Yeah. We love time out the Coyotes on this ten game losing streak. <laughs> uh, but let's put that losing streak into context, Craig. Oh boy, yeah. Because for a lot of us who've been here and for this show which started in the 2021-22 season mm-hmm. um you know we experienced that 11 game losing streak mm-hmm. to, st- to start off the season that was how the season began and that we have a graphic that shows other yes losing streaks of similar lengths and sadly i was around for all of them so yes let's put that it up is, there that it is. is tragic um so to to go through this list this is franchise because the winnipeg jets in 1979 Lost 30 straight yeah. games and in 90, or excuse me, 80, 81. And then in 93, 94, lost 19 straight. Okay. That's it for Winnipeg for the top of this list. <laughs> right. For purposes of this show, we're going to keep Winnipeg on there. I don't normally even talk about Winnipeg in the record books anymore. I just talk Coyotes records. I don't care. Winnipeg's too long ago. But for purposes of this show, let's just leave Winnipeg at the so top. So the Phoenix Coyotes of 2003, 2004, 15 straight. In that season, yeah. Coyotes in 2017, 2018, 11 straight. That was Rick Tockett's first season. Oi. And 2021, 2022, the one I just mentioned, 11 straight as well. And if you slide down the list, you can see 10 games in 2023, 2024, as well as 10 games in 14, 15, and 21, mm-hmm. 22 again. So, uh, yes, 14, 15, that Coyotes fans that have been around for a while remember that was the year when. The trade trade deadline brought in none other than Martin Erat. Oh, and that was probably the temporary end of the relationship between Dave Tippett and Don Maloney. <laughs> Boy, yeah. So that's tough. That's tough. The good news is the Coyotes dominate the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, I thought you said we're going to say the good news is I'm going to blog about all this tomorrow. Oh, I mean, not I to am. go for but it. That's not good news. It'll just be a depressing run through history. So if you want to do that with me, because I, you know, I like to live in the dark, read my blog tomorrow. Diehards only. Diehards only. Yeah. Dry heat check. Check it out. Um, maybe bring a four peaks beer to that one. But anyway, <laughs> um, like I said, the good news is the Coyotes have had, you know, it's so funny. We look at these teams all year, the Penguins, the Bruins, teams that the Coyotes just struggle against the hurricanes even the oilers lately um they've really been struggling the maple leafs are not one of those teams the coyotes dominate the maple leafs craig in fact andre tourney in his since he's been a coach here four and oh against toronto it's weird isn't it 
The coyotes haven't lost in regulation in Toronto since the year Maddie Nyes was born, <laughs> by the way. And now it might be more relevant next week when they actually play yeah. in Toronto, which I can't believe they're playing Toronto twice in the span of two weeks. Um, but, you know, despite the Toronto Maple Leafs being really hot right now, eight and two in their last 10, Matthews is on a tear. The coyotes own the Maple Leafs. Yeah, and they could really stand to keep that run going, couldn't they, after what's been happening around here? Ten straight losses. They need to get out of this. You can just feel it so much when you're in the room. And I was away from the room for a little while because I was sick for those two home games, and then they went on the road. But, man, you walk in that room last night, and it's just its tough. You feel for these guys. They care. Just know they care, and it's, it, it's eating at them so much. So... You just kind of hope that they get out of it. And, you know, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it against the Maple Leafs because we, we love to troll the Maple I Leafs. I mean, yeah. As, it's so funny. We just sat here for five minutes talking about we how we... have an updated banner. How we... We might have to make one. Hmm. We just sat here for five minutes talking about how we'd love to see the Leafs win a Stanley right. Cup. And now we're like, but not screw tomorrow. the Leafs. The Coyotes are going to beat them. Um, but... You know, the one good thing, Craig, as this 10-game losing streak has gone on, I do feel like these last few games, they've really started. Yeah. Like, it started to click a little bit more. All they have to do now is put together a full 60. I think we've seen spurts of 18 here, 15 there. It needs to be a full 60. I guess one thing that could be going for them is that the Leafs got here yesterday and we're off. We're off today. Maybe they had... Scottsdale flu? Scottsdale flu could be mm. a thing. I don't know. I mean, we said the same thing about the hurricanes and that didn't really have an effect. But, no. you know, knowing that the Canadian media is going to be watching this one as well. Like, yeah. may, I mean, have you heard about Mullet Arena mm. seating 4,600 people in the on Twitter lately? I, I read something the other day that brought up the fact that the, remember those first four games when the team had to dress on the uh, practice? Oh, ice? yeah. Somebody brought that up the other day. I'm like, Wow, we're, we're going Why? all the way back to that, to those four games, <laughs> really? Okay. Oh, right. man. Um, maybe, maybe you know, for this team, also, like, having the confidence of knowing that they've beaten the Leafs a lot, knowing that they have, like, I don't know, maybe something will click tomorrow. They need it. They need it badly. They need a strong goaltending. Yeah. They need from to watch all of PD's puck talks about the defensive zone <laughs> mistakes <laughs> and <laughs> clean uh, that up. Um, and they need their... Scores to score. Yep. And I guess those are the three keys. And don't allow a goal in the first half. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you put that graphic up yesterday, right? Yep. Daniel, with Daniel's touch on it. Yeah. The, <laughs> we had to edit the graphic <laughs> because they allowed two goals yesterday in the first 10 minutes. Um, oh, God. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, I'd like to cover a victory before they head out to uh, the great Canadian Central and Eastern trip. Canada for a, a road trip where I'm sure uh, a certain topic will will dominate the questions from, you know, a horde of media members, particularly in Montreal and Toronto. Yeah. Um, but what do you want to see from the Coyotes tomorrow? Oh, just to win. I don't just, care how they do it. You don't care how? I don't care how Even it happens. Even if it's overtime or yep. something? Yep. Nope. Don't care. Just get a win. Get Get these guys off the schneid. Just let them feel it again. And to do it against Toronto, I think, would be a, yeah, little, would hurt. a little extra pizzazz. So um, if you want to bet on this game right now, the Coyotes are plus 180 underdogs at home on the money line. The Leafs are minus 225. The over-under is set at six and a half. So interesting, interesting odds over at BetMGM. But, you know, given the history of how these teams play against each other, I don't know. Maybe you want to take the Coyotes money line. Whatever it is you want to do, you can vote, you can bet on props as well. Make sure you're doing that over at BetMGM. Um, sign up for BetMGM. Use the bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the BetMGM sportsbook mobile application of at least $5, and you'll receive $150 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. I like this comment from Tony. If they mention mullet on the Leafs broadcast, respond by saying this. You remember your terrible team before Arizona delivered unto you your savior? <laughs> <laughs> multiple saviors it's true <laughs> and also it's funny because like people were tweeting at me last night um because i tweeted the clip of me ranting at snowbirds and someone was like hockey doesn't belong in the desert vegas is an exception because it's vegas but and then someone was like 
okay, say that to Austin Matthews. Like, what do you right. want, people? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to need a few four peaks to get through the, these next 10 days of all the Canadian coverage of this team. So make sure you're stocking up on four peaks wherever you buy your beer or more importantly at the H Street Pub, which is where we'll be this Sunday at 4 p.m. After we do our little walk in the park, we're going to do a meetup at four peaks at 4 p.m. Yes. to watch the Coyotes take on the Winnipeg Jets. Petey is bringing his whiteboard. We're going to do breakdowns as the play goes live. If they're continuing to lose, at least we'll have beer and chicken tenders. Well, and- I was going to ask, and Saul's not even here, so I can't really ask Saul Bookman, but are we allowed to drink on the job? Craig. I know, right? Yes. Stupid question. We drink on the show. <laughs> yes. So I'll be drinking on the job. Yeah. So we'll be there. We hope to have everybody come. It's it's open to anybody. It's a free event. Both events are free to come. You'll just have to buy your food and drink at Four Peaks. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite beers and events. Check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink responsibly. Anything else before we wrap up this one? Nope. Time to get... Get to writing, since I, I didn't get my writing done this morning. I was okay. procrastinating. Well, I'm looking forward to that story tomorrow. Me too. Go I, I have no idea where it's going at this point. I have a lead. That's about it. So we'll see. But <laughs> it was it was fun catching out. up with both Brad and, and Shane. And I'm not I'm not sure Brad's going to be in town for this one, but I, I know Shane's going to be in town. So we'll get to say hello to him at the mullet. And, you know, Shane's son, Josh, is having yeah. quite the season down in Tucson. We're going to be catching up with him this week for an audio only episode. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts because we have weekly episodes that are just audio only. So you don't want to miss that. And while you're on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to hit the little five star button and leave us a five star review. If you're somebody who only likes to listen on audio, that's great. But just make sure you're subscribing to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel so you never miss all of the extra content besides our live shows on there as well. You can follow us on Twitter at Craig S. Morgan, PD, wherever he is today. And I promise he's not relaxing at no. Peter's Hockey. PD, <laughs> what? PD relaxing? No, I mean. PD never relaxes. Well, not but, relaxing, but he's still but he working. Is, he is actually yeah. working today. Um, so. You can follow me at Leah Merrill, Danielle, at Abracan Danielle. Follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. And before everybody leaves, hit the thumbs up on this video. I see how many people are watching. I see how many likes there are. They do not match. So hit the thumbs up. It means a lot to us. Thanks again to Pete Blackburn for stopping by. Even while sick, we appreciate him and the All City family. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We'll be live after the Coyotes hopefully end their 10-game losing streak and defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. But either way, we'll be live after that one. Page next Coyotes after dark. It's an 8 p.m. start. Get the coffee. coffee. Get the coffee ready. Yeah, baby. We're going to have some coffee tomorrow. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody, and we will see you all tomorrow night.